Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisman. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood, relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Adulthood Revisit Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kiston, and I'm glad that you can be here with me, spending your time, energy, doing whatever I may be doing, walking the dog, doing dishes, working out at the gym, working out at home, actually, um, but spending your time here with me. I'm really thankful, with much gratitude, uh, that you're, you're spending your energy uh, with me here today, wherever you are, doing whatever it is you're doing. Uh, with that, I'm very excited to bring on today's guest onto the show. Uh, I know her both as a friend and as an as a colleague, I've worked with her before. It is Nasreen Mahmood. She's a professional certified coach. Uh, she operates uh, Harbor Light Coaching. So Nasreen, welcome to the Adulthood Revisit podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, just share a little bit. I actually worked with you a couple of years ago in, in, in what was like, for me, quite honestly, a really weird and turbulent time in my life going through relationship. It was like a conglomerate of relationship issues money issues, business, like every issue, I, I health issues. Uh, and you coached me through that with compassion, with like thoughtfulness. Um, so you, you are a professional at what you do. And I'm, I like, I cannot share that enough. We'll get to like the ins and outs um, of what that looks like, but how about we start off? I'll give you the floor and maybe share a little about who you are, your background and how you got to where you are today. Totally. Thank you for that. Um, and, and I just want to put in that it just makes me so happy to be able to be on Zoom with you right now. Like it gives me little flashbacks of our calls. And um, it just, it's just a, a real pleasure to see how much you've grown and, and um, expanded and all the things that you're doing. So kudos and congratulations to you. Um, <clears throat> so what can I tell you about myself? Um, so I started out coaching. Um, I actually got into coaching through um, 
a, a tragedy of my own, right? So my sister passed away. Um, she passed away when she was 37. Uh, she was not ill, so it wasn't an expected loss. Like it was something that just sort of happened one day. I remember getting a phone call and being like, she passed away, right? So um, the worst thing that ever happened to me, worst thing I ever had to, to live through and to, to learn how to deal with. And um, I was living out in San Francisco at the time, so I decided um, to move back to New York because a lot of my friends and family, that my, uh, people I really relied on were here in the city. And so I moved back and basically started trying to figure out how to deal with this new reality. How do I live in a world where my sister isn't living? And I realized, I looked around, I looked at myself, I looked at my friends and, and the people I spent time with, and I realized that so many of us were just living, right, day to day, um, paycheck to paycheck. Trying to, trying to afford the next great vacation to have fun for a little while before we go back to the same old, same old. Trying to afford, you know, whatever new phone or new toy that we could get our hands on so that we can get a little bit of a high before life goes back to normal. And I, I realized, as my friend Tracy would used to say to me occasionally, I was doing it wrong. Like I was living wrong, you know what I mean? I was like, I, life is short. I felt this on a very visceral level. I had an experience where it was very clear to me that um, we don't know how much time we have and it's so important to make the, the most of your time, right? So I was like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna start from scratch. Not only am I gonna be going through grief and figuring out how to deal with that, but now I also need to figure out how to live, right? How to really live and how to have um, more satisfaction in my life, more joy in my life. Um, more fun little experiences like that in my life. And, um, and that's what I did. So I, um, I actually ended up hiring a life coach kind of randomly. I was like, uh, I, I'd met some coaches out in San Francisco, but I never fully understood what they did. And I was uh, in support groups and I was um, in therapy and all of it was incrementally helping, right? But, but incrementally. And I was like, I need like life altering, you know, major changes. And so I hired a life coach and within the first session, I was, it was like a, a light bulb. And I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I had been searching for a new career for years because I, um, I spent, um, I was very fortunate that I got to work on Broadway for um, most of my adult career. So I worked as a costumer and literally backstage helping people get dressed and undressed and doing quick changes and um, very fortunate to work on a lot of, a lot of wonderful shows, but um, it was in a way, the only time that um, something uh, something changed in my routine of the show or the, the, the way I, I did my show was if something was wrong, right? And so I, I felt it was a little too monotonous and a little too um, structured. Like I, I wanted something a little bit different. So I've been searching for years for a new career and something that I felt just more, you know, more fulfilled in and like I was helping people. And so... I, I had that session with the coach and I immediately was like, uh, sign me up. How do I do this? This is what I want to do forever. I'm in. And so I literally the next day signed up for a year long training program and never looked back. It was, it was an amazing program, went through accomplishment coaching um, here in New York city, but they have programs kind of uh, scattered around the country and the world. And yeah, it was that life altering. It was that kind of mind shaking um, and, and helped me start my business and helped me um, even now continue to grow as a coach. If, if I could, if go, if we can go back just a little bit, cause I'm very curious. I, I was going to ask you before you, before you shared, like, what was, what were you doing prior to this tragedy in your life and like figuring out coming across coaching as 
as a career, right? And as, as a business. And so you're working on Broadway, on Broadway as a costumer. Did you ever feel, I, I know you're saying you didn't, you may have been searching for a long time, which to me is curious, like what, what kept you there though? Um, have you ever looked back and thought about what, I, I don't know, you know exactly how long you may have been working on Broadway, but because I feel like a lot of people, not just entrepreneurs, so not just on Broadway, but you know, my, you can run your own business and you feel this way where you're, you're, you feel like something isn't right, but you can spend years just doing the same thing. Um, did you ever feel like, or take a step back and think about when you were there, what kept you there? Um, knowing that, knowing 100%. that you, you said you kind of want to leave, but what kept you there? Yep. A hundred percent. I, uh, so I actually started doing drama in high school, right. And then started doing costumes in, in college. And, um, so it was, it was very much a part of my formative years. And it really helped me, especially when you're when you're a kid in drama, like you're kind of the, the outlier, right? You're kind of the outsider and you all come together and you become this band, right? And you're, you all understand each other. You're all a little geeky um, and you're super excited about musical theater, right? Um, and so it, it was a little bit of, um, it, it helped me define as I got older, a lot, a lot of who I was, right? And um, one thing that I, I'm very aware of now that I never realized back then was I was more comfortable in the shadows. I was more comfortable working backstage. I was more comfortable letting somebody else take the forefront, be that public speaker, be that performer, and I would be there to support them. And that was sort of the role that I felt most comfortable in. And it took a long time to figure out what else I could do. And I tried, all, I got certified in so many things. I took so many classes and courses, you know I mean? Like I was hungry for something else, but I wasn't ready to change that idea that I couldn't be center stage, right? So for me, a lot of it was wrapped up in my identity. I, I couldn't, you know, I wanted to, uh, for a while I was like, I'll be an ESL, ESL instructor. And um, I got certified as an ESL instructor. And it was wonderful until I had to get up in front of the class and, and quote unquote perform. Right. It was wonderful until I had to be sort of the leader of that group. And that's when my, my identity was sort of like, no, 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 you don't do that. That's not comfortable to you. And so a, a lot of it was seeing myself in a certain way and not being willing to redefine that or not being willing to get uncomfortable enough for a long enough period of time so that I could change that so that being in front of a group could be comfortable. Right. Um, so I think a lot of people create these little boxes for themselves. And that's where they live and that's what feels comfortable and that's why we don't change right because we're not willing to see ourselves differently and we're not willing to see what's actually possible differently or, or we're not actually willing to see what's possible i'll say it like that right we're too busy thinking about well no i can't do that or no I, I, that's not right or that could never happen in so that like to me that makes a lot of sense right i, I mean that's that's sort of what I, I i i admit that i've been living i think that way too for the last, let's say, decade or so. Um, so you get to, I mean, again, it's a lot, a, this life shift for you was triggered by a tragic event. But you start working with, with a coach, going through that coaching program. What were the things, in, in looking back at that particular episode, where you're working with this coach and, and sort of, you, you found something that just for you clicked. Um, what, like, how did, how did that feel? What was that experience like where you started realizing maybe you've been playing or you like your space was living in the shadows, right? With work wise. 
Um, were there any things that like realizations you had about yourself or light bulb moments while you were going through that coaching program? It's like, what, what have I been doing? Um, that, so many, helping? I can't even, I can't, I, we don't have enough time to go through them all. <laughs> like so many, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I learned so much about myself in terms of like who I really am versus who I thought I could be or who I was allowed to be. Right. Um, and, and just the light bulbs just kept going off, you know, and like, like I, I realized really, you know, I am uh, a leader. I am way more comfortable in front of a crowd. I am, you know, like I, I said, I was, I was hungry, right. When I was looking for something else, by the time I got to coaching, by the time I finally found it, I has, I was like starving. Right. So I wasn't just like in it. I was like a thousand percent in it. You know what I mean? I loved finding something that I, I was passionate about. I love the energy. I love the newness. I love the opportunity to help people to grow and practice. I love that the fact that um, every conversation was different. You know what I mean? And I realized about myself, like I need that. I, I need um, one to be of service, to really be able to support somebody and to be able to help them in a way that is transformative. Um, two, I need something that, um, uh, what's the opposite of monotony? I need variety, right? I need something that um, always keeps me growing and always keeps the other person that I'm talking to growing. So it's a, it's a um, more engaged conversation. And it, for me, like the, I'm really committed. I know a lot of coaches who are more like consultants, right? They, they come in, they'll kind of tell you what to do. They'll give you a little bit of advice. They'll show you a step-by-step program to fix whatever. And I, I don't subscribe to that, that kind of coaching. I, I really consider that consulting 100%. My, um, my intention is to help the person discover for themselves and guide them through um, so that they come to their own realizations. They have their own light bulb moments. Um, and I need that sort of conversation. So I'm always committed to improving my skills as a coach. I'm always committed to learning new techniques or new ways to be able to, to be of service better. Um, and that is, is not something I ever really thought about or had in my life when I was younger, right? It wasn't something that I, I realized about myself before, but now I'm very aware of it. And, um, and I try to keep that top of mind when not just when I'm working with people, but even in my everyday life, it's like, what can I learn from this? How can I improve this? Um, is there a new, like I'm actually in a new training program right now. So I, you know, I started when I was on maternity leave, you know, who does that? I do that. So um, just things like that, where I realized I always want to keep learning and growing and I want to support other people in doing that as well. Keeping on the journey that, that you were on. So you went through this, you found this coaching, this coaching life, let's call it coaching pro coaching life. Right. And you decided to, to fully invest in it, which is awesome. Then came, I, I mean, I don't want to call it graduation or whatnot, but now you've got to do your own thing. What, did you just, did you jump immediately into coaching, running your own business or how did Harbor Light coaching as an entity, as a practice come about? And what was that like? That was a very um, interesting experience, a bit rocky, not going to lie. Like I, I, I had no experience being anything other than an employee my whole life. So trying to go out on my own, I was like, where are the clients, like where are the people that I get to help now? You know what I mean? And it was a little bit like, I, 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 I'm my own boss. Like I'm used to somebody else telling me what to do, you know? So definitely a learning curve, not going to lie about that. And um, 
and still learning, right? Like, my, you know, again, my business is always sort of evolving. Um, I started out right away. I knew that I wanted um, a virtual business so that I could work anywhere and work with anyone. I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I was okay not having a, a supervisor or a boss anymore. Um, and I knew that I wanted um, to reach as many people as possible, right? So like, there were just a couple of things that were like, it's very clear that I should be working for myself. And it's very clear that I should be um, investing in this as much as possible. So I knew pretty quickly that I was starting my own business. And I knew pretty quickly that I was committed, no matter what, to making this happen, right? Even if it took years, didn't matter. I was going to be um, a successful coach. And I was going to have my own practice. Um, and I think, I think the two biggest things I learned along the way was just because I'm a solopreneur doesn't mean I have to do it solo, right? Like I, I shouldn't be spending all this time trying to learn Facebook ads. I shouldn't be spending all this time trying to learn how to create a logo on Canva. Like there are people out there that do that every day, right? They are the experts at that. My job is becoming an expert as a coach, right? Or um, uh, I should say, um, focusing on my own expertise. Right, which is coaching. So it took a while, but I finally realized like I'm there are things that I need to delegate and outsource, and that's okay. Right. It took a while to get the money, it took a while to get the the um clarity that I was looking for, like what is my brand, right? How do I help people? Who do I work with? Like all those sort of questions when you're first starting out are really kind of hard to answer because you you may not have that much experience, right? So it took a while, but I definitely realized that, yeah, being solo doesn't mean that I'm doing it alone or doing it all myself. And I realized that, um, that it takes as long as it takes. You know what I mean? Like some, some people are going to be able to start and make it happen right away. For me, it took a little while. It took a couple of years before I felt like, okay, I was sort of steady, sort of able to make this um, more and more a reality and more and more the way that I was paying my bills. You know what I mean? Like it took a while because I, I think I was also still focusing on like the skills that I was, I was, um, I had learned and been trained in. Like now I was sort of perfecting them. So I spent a lot of time doing pro bono work. I spent a lot of time doing some bartering and that helped just to get, get me more confident and get me to the point where I could say, yes, this is my rate. And, and I feel confident that I'm giving people value equivalent to that rate. Early, I, I want to ask you about maybe maybe those. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe in like the internal resistance that had existed. Let's say as you were going through your coaching program and, and learning, becoming a certified coach. Um, if any of those eternal internal resistances showed up, particularly when you just started out. And what I, I guess what I'm getting at is like there are lots of people that I meet and talk to where you know, they, they want to start a business, you know, like, Oh, I, I can do this. I, like I'm learning things. And then all of a sudden there's particularly when you ask, ask someone for a dollar in exchange for what you're offering, a lot of those internal things come back out and reveal themselves. Um, did you experience, I mean, I know you shared that you were doing some pro bono, you were doing some bartering to like hone those skills, but when it came to, um, or the time came for, to really exchange your service, your expertise, your knowledge, your coaching for money, did you have any of those resistances reveal themselves and show back up? Absolutely. Sometimes they still do, right? Sometimes I'm still not clear, still in, in a um, less than pristine headspace. You know what I mean? Like, and and I, I, 
maybe it's good news, maybe it's bad news, and, uh, and this is sort of my personal opinion, I believe that some of those things will never fully go away, right? Um, when, I, when I talk to people about change, right, when we talk about like how to, how to um, change what they're doing, change how they're thinking, change their life, right? Some of these things that we've had are so ingrained, right, and so um, practiced, well-practiced by our brain that those voices and those, those um, fears, those thoughts, they come back. Right, it's not like we're going to cure your, cure you of these things, right? But the the practice is always to okay, I hear that, and now I'm going to choose this instead, right? So you always have a choice which direction you're going to go in, and so which choice am I going to make today? Is it going to be the one where I can't ask for a lot of money? Like my first client, I actually started working with somebody while I was still in my training program. She paid me fifteen dollars a session. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I was not making any money off of her, but I, you know, but, or through that through that uh, relationship, but I got so much from it, right? So it didn't, at the, especially in the beginning, it didn't matter that if I wasn't making money, right? There were other ways that I knew how to make money. What I really wanted was learning how to be a coach. Um, so it definitely took a while. And, and yes, those, those um, thoughts and those concerns still come up, especially when I hear people who talk about their own financial hardship, right? And how much they can afford and here's why, you know? And, um, and it has to be a conversation about, what's possible for them and how we can help them make more money and how we can help them find that financial freedom that they're looking for while they're also paying me. Do you know what I mean? While they're also investing in themselves, while they're also um, creating a structure that's going to make those things happen. You know, so it is a, a tricky conversation sometimes and definitely, you know, have moments where I'm like, oh man, I hear that. I hear that financial burden. I hear that, you know, you got two kids and you just got laid off. Yeah. What do we do about that? You know? So, um, yeah, there's, there's always a little bit of that voice still coming up. And again, it's like, am I going to choose to be, yeah, I get that. That's awful. Or am I going to choose to be, that is totally awful. I hear that. And how do we move you forward or how can we start to shift this in a more, um, in a more, not I want to say positive, more transformational way today, right? Um, moving along along that line, I guess let's turn to maybe give you a space to discuss what it is to work with a, a coach like you. Um, what is that experience like? I mean, from coach to coach, it may differ. I think one to, something that still like oh, the, a conversation you and I had years ago was um the difference between like a coach kind of you, you intimated at this earlier coach consultant and counselor right like there's there's the all three are different and so maybe um you know if you, you want to spend a few moments discussing what you think working with you is all about i almost want to ask you like what you got from <laughs> <laughs> working together, but I will very briefly just, I just want to give um, people, because again, I don't think everybody fully understands what coaching is and people call themselves coaches when they're not necessarily coaching. And so it gets muddled a lot. So I very briefly just say, if you're working with a therapist, you're usually talking about things that need to be healed from the past, right? And how they're impacting you today. If you're working with a consultant, they become that expert and they're giving you um, instructions, they're giving you advice, they're giving you templates that you follow so that um, you're, you're fixing a problem, you're addressing a problem. Uh, when you're working with a coach, the intention is that you're a, focus on things that are going to move you forward. So it's your present and your future. And it's also um, 
it's also you becoming the expert, right? I can't be the expert of you. As a life coach, my job is not to tell you what to do or how to do it because you are an incredibly unique, wonderful individual who has a huge amount of knowledge and wisdom and maybe haven't tapped into that, right? So if I'm the expert, then I'm, I'm choosing a different role, right? I'm, I have a different hat on. Um, working with me, um, I, I think my mission, my biggest, um, my biggest intention in working with people is to guide them from pain to purpose. So you've been through something. A lot of people come to me um, as a grief coach. They come to me because they've gone through a loss. They've gone through a divorce, an illness. Um, or a lot of times it's people who are just like tired of staying the same, right? That pain of like feeling stagnant, that pain of not knowing what you want to do, that pain of, of um, day in day out really not living right and they've gotten to a breaking point where it's like it's time to try something new completely new it's time to actually live into what i care about so um, i spend a lot of time working people through that loss whatever whatever um, tragedy they've been through we work through that together and then we start talking about what's next okay so now that you've been through divorce do you need to move right do you like not just um uh, out of an apartment or something like that. Do you need to move out of state? Um, is it time to start to date again? What does that look like, right? Is it time to, to uh, how do you negotiate co-parenting with your ex? Um, after a loss, a lot of times it's like, how can I use this pain? Like, what can I do now that I've gone through this so that um, I don't make the same mistakes again? And I also have learned something from this. I've, I've been able to use this as a catalyst for changing on a larger level. Um, same thing for illness. A lot of people, um, when they have gone through something that's life-threatening, it's like, okay, I need to completely revamp my life. Um, and I try to be um, loving and compassionate, but also um, a bit of a hard stand of like, but you said you wanted this and, and you keep doing this instead, right? And there's no judgment over here, but it is like, you know, how do I reflect um, your, your actions versus your words and the difference that gap in between and how can I help you bridge that gap so that not only are you saying you want this, but now you're actually going and making it happen, right? It's more than just talk. It's more than just um, wishful thinking or that impossible thing that you always wanted, but you never thought you could actually have. How do we make the impossible a reality? Um, yeah. <laughs> A question, as you were going through that, a, a question that came up for me was sort of how do you how do you pull people along? Because it's it it's a lot of belief shifting, right? It's a lot. It sounds like it's a lot of belief shifting. How do you pull people along along that? Is it like that questions where you you point out that they say one thing but then act inconsistent with their own statement? Is it reason like how, how do you find that you you best pull people along to shift their beliefs first of all if i pull people along i'm doing it wrong <laughs> like i can't i can't pull you into a new belief that's just it's, it's not effective nor is it helpful right in the long run um my my intention is to be that partner that's walking with them right and just to keep pointing out that they they keep trying to go left, but they wanted, they said they wanted to go straight. You know what I mean? Um, so it, a lot of it certainly is like pointing out the, um, 
the gaps, pointing out the differences between what they say and what they're actually doing. Certainly a lot of it is sort of digging into those um, fundamental or older beliefs and helping them see that they're actually not true or they don't have to be true, right? They don't have to be obstacles. That these things are typically self-created, you know, or created in a, um, created, you know, by a child's mind, by a mind that's not fully formed yet, that doesn't fully have the understanding that you do as an adult. And so it's totally common and totally reasonable and totally expected to have those beliefs. But the 12-year-old or the five-year-old you versus the 30 or 35 or 50-year-old you, right, is very different. So allowing that, that belief to change, just as you've changed, you know, so, so there's kind of a couple of different techniques, but certainly I, I want to be the, the catalyst and be the, um, be the partner as they start to change those beliefs. But if I'm ever trying to pull them somewhere or trying to get them somewhere, then I've fallen into um, a not, not pristine coaching. I think that question came up for me and I said belief ladder because I've been reading a lot of sales and marketing books and it's uh -huh. like, it's, so it's comp it's similar. And, and I get, I like I, the nuance that you distinguish there, like I get it. Um, so I like, thanks for clarifying that, it, but it's really, whether it's sales or like that, like getting, getting someone to, to, to see what they can be. It sounds, you know, that there's a lot of belief shifting that has to happen, whether I want someone to buy a product or whether or not you want, you want to help them, see what like their potential could be um is there th this is kind of like a trick question but would you say that there's if if you're gonna say hey everyone listening to this is there a brief exercise that you would recommend that people do maybe if on a daily basis to catch or or maybe point a light on where in their life they're they're like letting these beliefs hold them back it's a weird question, but I, I guess like what's a, what's if you can share if you can share, what's an exercise that you you love helping clients go through when you're coaching to sort of like you see what what's holding you back here and like it makes it often it may be patently clear that this exists. Okay, so there like six different things are popping up right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to share two. And one is a little more advanced than the other one. They may not be able to do without having worked with somebody or done a lot of self-reflection, um, but I'll share that one first. Um, and that would be try to be the observer of your thoughts, right? So that, and that's a lot of what my role is, right? I'm observing what my clients are thinking out loud, right? What they're saying and, um, and reflecting back to them, right? But if you can be your own observer, then it gives you the opportunity to a, see that they don't have to be true, right? See that that, that um, feeling, that belief, um, again, isn't necessarily the truth, right? It's just your version of the truth from way back when. Um, but it also gives you the opportunity, so you're questioning it, but you're also starting to see how it, how it has an impact on so many different you know, areas of your life, right? How it changes what, what you're allowed to do, how it changes what you think is possible, how it changes your interaction with people, how it changes how you talk about yourself, right? Like how it affects these things. And so um, when you're observing it, you can kind of get that, that bird's eye view and say, oh, wow, look at how this is like, you know, entangled into all these different areas of my life. Do I want that? You know, I mean, does it need to be that way? Is that actually helpful for me? Or is that the thing that keeps me 
you know, in this little box. And so I would say that would be one thing. And that does require, again, a bit of um, work or, or advanced work, if you will. But if you can start to do that, I think that could be really helpful. Um, and then the other thing is the training program that I'm in right now. Um, it's called Positive Intelligence. Um, Shirzad Shamin actually created this um, through years of um, uh, research and, and he studied a lot of how the brain works and, and um, uh, has come up with this program. And one of the things that um, that's involved is actually spending like two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes um, doing these exercises, right? And they're very, they're very simple, but it's about um, kind of redirecting your brain and your thoughts, right? Because again, the brain is kind of a machine. It just goes, right? It's got all these thoughts, 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 thoughts. It's never going to stop having these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, right? Um, these memories, right? They're all just on, on loop, right? And um, the intention behind these exercises is actually to like very specifically, every time you have a thought, you're kind of bringing yourself back and you're doing a physical um, action. So it's like rubbing two fingers together or focusing on, on something and noticing the colors and the textures and the shape, you know, all these different things, the nuances and details that you don't normally see in your everyday life or listening for something, right? So it's actually giving your brain something else to focus on. And, and the practice is every time you have a thought, just come back to what you're seeing, what you're hearing, how you're feeling, that kind of thing. Um, and that is also really helpful in just seeing how, um, Maybe not seeing, you know, the obstacle right away, but seeing how your brain is on loop and, um, and giving your brain something else to do so that you can connect to a higher, um, I'll say your higher self, right? Some people call it your soul, your essence, your core. Um, in the program, we call it sage. Um, but I think of it as for your higher, wiser self. And that's how I relate to people, but they don't always see it for themselves. They don't always connect to that, that version of themselves. And so um, this is a nice way to kind of start to see that. Yeah. That's interesting. I appreciate that. I, I mean, I, I just put you on the spot there. I really appreciate that. Um, I want to, if we can turn to a little more about Nestrine, because you've had quite a bit, like a lot going on personally, professionally, particularly in the last couple of years. Um, and we, we heard in the background, right? You, you like became a parent. Um, and I asked you before we got on, like, if you'd be okay with sharing a little bit how maybe being a parent, family life has shifted the way, you know, you view your role as a coach, your responsibility of coaching, how you coach both before and after, like all, all that's become part of your life in the last couple of years. You know, I was, um, I was doing a webinar a couple of weeks ago and I, was trying to think about what I would say about myself. And I realized that I have never been happier. Like this is like probably the best time of my life. And I'm so soaking it up. I'm so enjoying it. I'm so grateful for it. You know what I mean? Like to remember all that I've been through and to remember the kind of person that I used to be who wasn't so aware of, of the gifts and joys of life. Um, I just was like, wow, this is like really yeah, this is the best time of my life. So yeah, so I um, I got married a couple of years ago too, and I have the most amazing relationship with this wonderful, wonderful man. Um, I can't even stress to you how much I love him and how like what he adds to my life, right? And what we add to each other's lives. Um, and then we get to have a baby. We had a baby girl about, God, uh, almost four months ago today. Um, and 
wow, what a what a life changing event that is, you know. I mean, and that's that's not even um, uh, that's putting it mildly. I'll say that. Um, and I'm sure a lot of new parents can relate to uh, just the chaos and the and the um, sort of upheaval of your life as you knew it. Um, and now to like have all of your time and energy focused on this tiny little thing that runs your life, right? Um, and uh, demands so much, but like you want to just give everything. You want to just love so much, right? You want to you want to see this little being thrive in a way that you never uh, wanted for anything or anyone before. Um, and how that, that how that has changed. Um, so that's changed actually a number of things. Um, so one, it's actually changed my vision for my business. So I had always sort of envisioned myself as a solopreneur. I was very happy coaching. I was very happy doing one-on-ones. I've done groups, but my my sort of uh, my secret sauce is always in one-on-ones because we can go real deep, and um, and I've always enjoyed that most. But I'm less willing to spend all of my time coaching anymore. Right now, I have different priorities. Now I have different responsibilities, and so my time needs to be much more um, carefully planned out. Right, and I need to be able to say no to people. I need to be able to say, I don't want um, individual clients anymore. I, I would rather do more groups, more programs, that kind of thing. So it's actually changed, and, and I have a much grander vision for my business in terms of um, the kind of business I'm going to be, the kind of success that I want, and the ability to have a staff where I can um, provide, you know, make sure that they're getting coached, make sure that they're um, happy to come to work every day, make sure that they're able to pay their bills and feed their families, make sure that they have the, the health care and the, um, the benefits that are needed to live a quality life, right, especially here in the States when everything so it feels like it's such a struggle just to be able to pay your bills or just to be able to, to go to the doctor sometimes. Um, so I have a very different vision of my business, and that is 100% due to being a mother, right? Um, and then in terms of my coaching, um, I think the, the main thing is that, again, I want to be more respectful and, and um, effective in the time that I have with my clients. So if I have an hour a week, what are we going to spend that hour on? And how are we going to make sure that hour has a huge impact on me? Right? Not every call is going to be 100% amazing, life-altering, right? But how can I... Um, partner with my client to make sure that we're being the most effective with that hour so that we're making sure that they're moving forward so that we're making sure that they're getting the most from their time because i want to again be very mindful of where i spend my time now and how i'm spending my time and so i think i'm much more willing to be direct say what needs to be said uh, not let them off the hook and um and help them, you know, really see what's available to them versus, um, I think, I think before I was a little bit more patient or a little bit, um, less, uh, I was a little more lenient, I guess. All right. I, no, I, 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 I get it. I, I totally get it. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a parent. Um, so I was just, I'm very curious. Um, I don't, I don't think I shared this, but my, my brother had a kid, his first child like two years ago and the same thing, like just a shift in, in priorities and whatnot. So I'm always fascinated by, um, I mean, I look forward to having children someday, uh, but I'm always interested in like that shift and what, what that experience is like both for both personally, like at home and whatnot, but also professionally, like what, what matters, what doesn't matter. Like you said, for you, it seems like time. Um, do you ever feel like, is it, 
is it just about extracting more per minute because now you see now you're experiencing like growing like the responsibility of another life in in your hands um and it's also some of it and this is just me maybe being naive about like how it is um that some of the things i don't want to say that issues are not as important so it's almost let's let's just cut the crap when you're working with coaching if, if that makes sense um like now as a parent you like your priorities your values may have shifted a little bit and you like certain things are way more don't weigh more and when you're working with a client is it that you to again to to stay on on the path you don't let like again i don't want to marginalize issues but things deviate attention where it needs to be focused um that was a weird way of asking a question i'm a little lost by what i asked but in my head i see it clearly I think, I think I get what you're saying. I'm going to answer the best I can. Before I say anything else, I look forward to seeing you as a parent. I really can't wait for that day. And I, I want to like come back and have this conversation again when you're a parent, just to see how things have shifted for you. Because uh, I will say, like, I, I had never intended on being a parent. Like, it wasn't something on my radar. It wasn't some lifelong desire. It was just uh, uh, sort of like nice for other people, right? And, um, and so yeah, so having a baby, um, and I'm still in the very beginning stages of it, right? Like I have no idea what's coming. I have no idea how my life is going to continue to shift and change. Um, but the the values um, and the priorities feel like they were an instant shift. Like within the first month, I was like, oh yeah, no, I need to do I need to do things for myself a lot differently, and I need to um, address a lot of things for myself differently or heal from them in a way so that I can model what I want to model for this little one that's growing. Right. And, and show her how fierce she can be, show her how unstoppable she can be, show her that being a woman, uh, is actually the, can be the best thing in the world. Right. And it can be such a powerful thing. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I definitely feel like my own, like personally things have shifted for me and, and have, um, required me to be more accountable to myself, right? And required me to actually set up a lot more structures of, of support, of connection, of, of healing. Like I'm doing a lot more. I find myself a lot um, more interested in doing certain things and connecting in certain ways with people that allows for that growth, right? And allows for that accountability. Whereas before, I think it would have been easier for me to kind of put it off or see it as a, as a um, incremental process that I'm kind of working slowly on and I think that comes into my coaching as well whereas now instead of that again kind of incremental we're working on it we're going to get there it's going to happen now it's like okay but how do we make that happen now like like obviously not everything is instantaneous but um, again how can we be more proactive and how can we be more focused right so that it's it's not getting the most minute by minute necessarily but it's making sure that the um the overall focus is still definitely present all the time, that we're specifically talking about what you wanna talk about, right? And, um, and I've had a couple conversations with client recently, with a couple clients recently where they come in wanting to talk about something, but there's something else that's so present for me that it actually gets in the way that I have to say it. And then we end up having a much deeper conversation, right? Because they want, they want to come in and just be like, I just need to do this. How do I get this done? Like I haven't reached my, my goals yet. How do I reach my goals? And it becomes a much deeper conversation about, about that limiting belief, about that mindset, about how it's always 
you know, kind of gone in the same cycle and how they can kind of interrupt that cycle. So it becomes a much deeper conversation um, than they were necessarily expecting or asking for. Um, so yes, I think that definitely I feel like I'm more, um, uh, I'm more focused on their bottom line or their goals and I help keep them also focused on it. Um, I want to, as we start like winding down and wrapping up here, uh, I want to just ask you like, who's, who's a good person to reach out to you to work with? Or in other words, if someone's out there listening, maybe they, they've heard about coaching, maybe they're going through some, I mean, it could be a business issue, grief issue, separation issue. Who is someone that should pick up the phone or send you an email today? Sure. Well, so um, because I specialize in grief coaching, you know, you're not going to find that many of us out there, right? Because it's different, different than counseling, different than therapy. Again, coaching is always intended to move you forward, right? It's always intended to help you achieve your goals. And with grief, that's a little strange, right? Because how do you achieve a goal when you're in the middle of grief? Or like, what would be the goal there? And, and I always say, again, it's moving you from pain to purpose. So it's getting you through that initial um, initial pain and giving and, and helping you find something larger, right? So if you've gone through a loss, if you've gone through a divorce, if you've gone through an illness, if again, you are kind of just are at that breaking point where it's time to change, that's a good time to call me. A lot of people that I've worked with, especially around grief, have already been in counseling or therapy and they find again that it was incrementally helpful, but they're still kind of stuck. You know, they're still kind of in it um, and they feel like they're kind of swimming in circles. And so, um, I tell people we're not curing you of your sadness or anything like that, right? You're always going to miss your person. You're always going to have some feelings about the divorce, but um, the intention is that you're not living in the pain of it, right? So it's not a burden on you anymore. When you think about your loved one, you're not, you're able to think about the, the fullness of the relationship rather than that one instance of pain. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people, if they're, if they're stuck in their grief, and they really are looking for something to help them move forward through it. Or if again, they're kind of stuck in the sameness and the, and the frustration of not changing and not reaching their potential. And they're really looking for somebody who's gonna be that advocate, who's gonna help them focus and help them um, stay on track and make sure that they are using their time and using all the resources and expanding their view of what's possible. Um, and I work with a lot of people who kind of, who wanna live in a, a more, um, I'll say unique way, you know what I mean? So I've had clients who take six months and sail around the world. I've had clients who move to another country and they just start a new life there, but they still have their business here in the States. I've had clients who uh, want to take a, a you know, few months and, and live the van life, you know? So I, I, I also kind of specialize in like those bucket, bucket list dreams, you know what I mean? That kind of like, um, maybe they're not so alternative anymore, right? But they're a little less common than like, oh, I just need to get a new job. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's something that I'm also really passionate about is like kind of, again, looking at like what you really want, that thing that you've always thought was impossible. How do we make that happen? Awesome. Well, Nasreen, this has been fun, engaging. Like, I mean, I, I hope whoever's listening to this not only learns or get some more insight about what it's like to work with a coach and what the coaching experience is like, but also like you and how, like what you bring to the table and what you offer. I mean, again, lots of fun, lot, very insightful. 
I, I just want to give you the floor now if you have a couple of parting words for whoever may be listening to this. This could be promo time. This could be just general, hey, this is what I wish for people. Whatever it is, parting words, it's your floor. Thank you. First of all, it's such a pleasure. Again, I just absolutely adore you and I'm so excited to have been able to be part of your podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, and I, I just want to encourage people to live, really live, you know what I mean? Like whatever that means for them. Again, like I'm giving you all these examples, but like whatever it really is, sometimes it is just as simple as like improving your relationship right? Really deepening your relationship with your spouse or your kids, right? Making sure that you're living, you know, so that you're, you don't come to the end of your life and regret. I think regret is the biggest, um, the worst thing to experience, you know, and if there's a way to avoid regret by living into your best life, do it. Whatever it takes, everything is figure outable. Once you set that, set your mindset and you've set that goal, the rest is easy. The rest will come into place. The, the universe will work its magic. You will work your magic and all will work out eventually, but just stay, stay focused on living and living um, in such a way that you're not going to regret it later. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really powerful statement. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, if anybody listening out here, uh, wants to get in touch with you, uh, maybe you want to share what's the best way to do that. I'll link up, uh, maybe you want to talk about the website and how else they can contact you. And I can also link that up in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Check out my website, harborlightcoaching.com. Um, you can also email me at nesreen at harborlightcoaching.com. Those are probably the two best ways to get in touch with me. Um, and stay tuned. You know, I've got some, some uh, really exciting things in the works in terms of different programs and online courses. And, you know, it's all coming um, in probably the next year or so. But I'm really excited to, to be on the beginning of that journey and um, hopefully be able to reach that, much, that many more people and be that much more effective. Um, so, yeah. Very awesome. Well, Nasreen Mahmood, Harbor Light Coaching, professional certified coach. Thank you so much, Nasreen, for all of your time, your energy, your thoughts in this conversation. Um, this was a really fun one. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome. And with that, AR Nation, take care. Be well. Bye for now. Three, two, one. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who've sold millions of dollars in products and services online as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.